Welcome to the Building Walls Podcast. Yo, 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 what's up? Live and on the air. Let's go. Hey, Chad, happy Valentine's Day, bro. One day late. I love Thanks, you. Thanks, my Valentine. I got nothing but mad love for you. Love you like a bro. You too, Matt, out in Nebraska. I love you, buddy. Happy Valentine's Day. Yeah, happy yeah, Valentine's happy Day. happy Hallmark holiday. <laughs> you guys enjoyed it. Yes, Happy uh, National Consumerism Day. <laughs> <laughs> As we get into so, some of the other isms. I mean, it's all about making money, right? It's all about making money. Money talks, right? Got to make that money, honey. Woo! Make the money. Money, money talks because if the truckers are stopping the transport of goods across countries and therefore tax dollars aren't being spent, the government can't make money. It's a, It's a... It's crazy that they want to stop it. Then we go straight Hitler. I'm taking over all power. All right. This is an emergency. This is an emergency. Ugh. I, I don't like what you're saying anymore. So I don't like your opinion. And now I'm going to enact my uh, powers to destroy you. Okay, so, Trudeau. Okay. Well. Before we get too far into it, like and subscribe to our page on YouTube. If you listen to this live, check us out on Facebook. Facebook. Like it's there. You got the pretty little. I don't know what that's called, but that's that's pretty sweet. I like it as it pulls pulls away on screen. That's nice. Yeah. It Thanks was, to uh, our wonderful Mister Producer. Yeah, live in the background the over there, always working and husking. Always working. Got to work that husk. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. maybe we'll shorten up the intro this. This week, I doubt it. I'm uh, putting the over under. You know, we're just kind of fresh off the Super Bowl, so I'm in a betting mood now. I got nothing to bet on Ooh. for football for like seven more months. So uh, let's bet big money on the intro being <laughs> over 12 and a half minutes. Big All money. Bets are in. So, yeah, you got the big, the big money here. Isn't it crazy, Chris? Maybe I'm the crazy one. I don't know. But dollars is a lot of money, right? It's a lot of money. Yeah, that that's as he shows it here on screen. I think you know what it represents. He, Mr. Producer, kind of blew my my bad. That's not what he did. (laughs) He blew my cover. There you go. Well, I'm saying, I'm saying is like, you know, thir- just shy of 37 bills, you know, I mean, hey, not bad for one year, huh? <laughs> not bad, huh? I mean, I, I'm sure that in their board meeting, they were disappointed that didn't hit 40. The number one top selling pharmaceutical product ever in a single year is the Pfizer covid vaccine it which is crazy right because i didn't pay for it you didn't well i mean only yeah not, you did you like, paid for it you wait, know he did uh, yeah uh, yeah <laughs> hold on a okay, second time out, time out time <laughs> out Whoa, hold on time out <laughs> i didn't go to the doctor's office and write a check for this vaccine mainly because i'm not vaccinated but i didn't go anywhere <laughs> and pay for this thing no one who got it went and paid for it. So how in the world 
is this the number one selling pharmaceutical product ever? Chad, have you ever gone to dinner with a bunch of friends? Sometimes. You sit around the table, and then there's like the one baller who's like, check comes like, I got it. Usually his Just, name's Christopher Dayton, but. Maybe, probably. <laughs> but, you know. Or like, Dave, yeah, Dave Prisbilla. Yeah, I'll take the check. <clears throat> and that, that baller friend picks up the tab for everybody. And it's just like, you know what? Hey, there's a pandemic. And so your baller friend, the government, is like, I got this. Who's not Don't your worry, friend? I got, I got you. <laughs> and then you're like, hold on. You got it. But then you turn around and um, you, you self-served yourself. You're like, okay, everybody has to do this. By the way, everybody has to do this. You know what I mean? Like, uh, you're going to go get this. And uh, if you don't, we're going to make life tough for you. We're going to figure out how to make life tough for you. So we can, uh, let's make some more money. You know what I mean? For the big guy. Yeah, 10% for the big guy. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's and, and like you guys mentioned too. So even though I didn't pay for it, you didn't pay for it. No one paid for it directly. Nothing. I repeat, nothing in life is free. Nothing that someone else produces that provides a service, anything like that is free. Something is always spent. In this case, my money is spent. My grandpa Hislop used to always tell me, Christopher, there's no such thing as a free lunch. That's right. And I would be like, no, no, grandpa, that's wrong. I, I didn't pay for lunch. And he's like, Christopher, there's no such thing as a free lunch. Somebody paid for it. I was like, oh, well, that's what you mean. It's a little different when you're five compared to 45, right? means a little something yeah. different. <laughs> a little bit different. It's, it's like my kid looking at me and being like, I didn't pay for it. It's free for me. Uh, but it's not free. Somebody had to pay for it. So what is the justification for this, do you think, that the government paid it? Because the insurance companies didn't pay for it either. They... Right for this visit. You know what? No, they Pfizer did actually. Didn't pay for if you it. if you if you um, came with insurance to your pharmacy, your insurance company did pay for it. So it's all those who are like, oh, I don't have insurance, and the government paid for it at that point. Right, but what I would like to do is dig into that more because I'm sure that the insurance com companies, like hospitals, getting paid thirty thousand to say it's a COVID death, most likely got reimbursed for that money. Probably on the back end would be my guess. Yeah. I'm, I'm doing I mean, super friends. <laughs> dude, I mean, I'm just saying, like, at the end of the day, the government is a the ultimate shell game. Mm -hmm. They take they, money, they move it around, they uh, constantly are redistributing things, and then they're adding pet projects, and they just keep adding and adding and adding. They're like, they are the virus. And the, the, the real problem here, Chad, is this was the ultimate knee-jerk reaction to a situation that they're like, oh my God, this is a this is a virus, it's a pandemic, it's gonna spread, everybody's gonna get this. We have to get, you know, Trump was there going, we gotta warp speed, we gotta get our vaccine out there and get everything up to date so we protect everybody. And the reality is uh, you know. 
like throughout all of human history, there are things that have uh, come and gone that have, you know, infected people or killed people. Uh, Pneumonia, flu, you know, there's millions of strains of things throughout the history of time that have killed the uh, elderly uh, and the most susceptible. And this was no different. This is the only difference is this was publicized as a massive pandemic, a leak from the China lab, and that uh, you know it was going to spread quickly. But you know, I've, I personally have had COVID twice, uh, and yet we still do the show. Mm-hmm. We're still living the dream, right? Living the dream, baby. Living the dream. LTDT. So I found some data on how much these doses actually cost, and this is this is really really shady and this just proves more to me how absolutely corrupt the american healthcare system is all right so we're referring just talking about like pfizer and stuff like that um in the eu the pfizer vaccine cost 14 uh 1470 per dose versus 1950 in the u.s which sounds like it's a small amount of money four hundred seventy dollars or $14.70. I'm sorry, $14.70. So okay. this is like the final cost to like the insurance companies and all that stuff. Mm. So $14.70 per dose uh, in the EU, $19.50 per dose uh, in the US. Now that might not seem too crazy until you realize that in other countries, the price per dose got as low as $2.15 per vaccine. Dude, they're just, they're just doing, they're good for the rest of the world, right? Those third world con- countries that can't afford it. You know, that's what those pharmaceutical com- com- companies do. They help out those in need, right? Isn't that what they do? Isn't that what they're supposed to do? <laughs> yeah, but you know, I don't know. Uh, that's crazy. So 20, 20 bucks a dose. Well, that makes sense. I can understand how an insurance company that you pay a couple hundred dollars at least a month to, uh, would give you would pay for a twenty dollar vaccine dose that you're supposed to take once and well three times let's say over the course of a couple of years. Yeah, once, twice, yeah. three times a lady. They're also looking we to add. They're at no. They're adding a fourth. Right, that's what I was saying because they were saying with the Omicron maybe we need a different booster, everything like that, and it's crazy how. If Omicron is so, uh, what is the word? Like it spread so so fast, was so contagious. Yeah. Right. And now case numbers are falling at a a rate that they never had before. Straight down. The chart is straight down. And then you still have the wild confusion out there about COVID. I was looking at somebody's... uh, Facebook post talking about how no one was masked at SoFi Stadium for the Super Bowl. And one one guy commented and said, yeah, but over those 80,000 people all had to be vaccinated. They were checked. They had to show ID for it and everything. What does that have to do with anything? That's irrelevant. You can still catch and spread COVID if you have the vaccine. That is now the science. That has now been proven. So what a lame argument that people are still spreading out there. Go woke, but go woke for the right reasons. <laughs> Understand what they're telling you. 
I mean, isn't this just, you know, this is almost going to be like a segue right into the next thing, but because it really does. It's all about freedom, Chad. It's literally about freedom and freedom of choice. And these groups of people made their choice. Like you rolled into the Super Bowl, they handed out masks to the attendees and everybody's like, yeah, I'm good. Thanks. Have a good one. Um, in fact, you know, all those woke celebrities, LeBrana James, uh, you know, she was rolling around. Uh, he, she uh, was rolling around with no mask on. You had Jay-Z rocking it. You had Benifer, uh Ben and Jennifer Lopez. Benifer. Benifer. You had all these guys. You had all the celebrities. You even had the mayor there again. I guess he was holding his breath the whole time. I don't know. Maybe, you know, that's what he said the last time. But maybe he was just holding his breath, you know, seeing if Stafford was going to pull it out for the win, which he did. Congratulations to our our very own Matthew Stafford. <laughs> We're going to hang a banner here in Detroit. We're going to put a statue outside of front. Be like, this guy won Super Bowls once he left our team. Yeah. But he started here. Yeah, he, he played here. here for 12 seasons, and he won the Super Bowl. Congratulations. The curse of Bobby Lane broken. I'm a believer. Is, is it, though? I think it is. So, the freedom. Or, oh, go ahead. I don't want to cut you off. I was going to say, or did it get doubled down on? Ooh. Anyway, but it is all about freedom, right? Like, I, I really feel that way, that that's, this is – Literally, you know, people have kind of gotten to the point where they're like, all right, everybody realizes that. Mm -hmm. I Well, I'm just going to say this. I can't say the people who are saying, oh, well, people haven't had the opportunity to get vaccinated. Who? Who? Who's, who has not had the opportunity, if they wanted to, to go get vaccinated? Who? Probably the same people who don't sure. have an opportunity to vote, Right. Right. The Dems, or these people who are screaming from the top of their lungs about how dangerous this is, produce to me the list and names of people that have been denied access to this COVID vaccine. Because the best of my knowledge, Chad, it's pretty straightforward. If you want to go get it, you can go get it. It's available. Yes. It's available anywhere, right? Well, I mean, not anywhere, really, but if you go and see your doctor or see your nearest CBS store that's doing it, you can go there and get it. Uh, So I believe there was a a newer video that just dropped a few hours ago. Uh, But can you cue that video we have from the Daily Wire with Trudeau talking uh, about his emergency powers? Because... Uh, he just went on live a couple hours ago and did invoke the, I mean, martial law in Canada. He's the, all hail Trudeau. The government now invoked the Emergencies Act, which allows them, right? There's these tow truck companies that don't want to tow semis. They're privately owned. They say we're not doing it. So part of this Emergencies Act is that the government can now say, well, we're sorry. You're going to have to go tow him anyway. And I can't wait to see what happens because I bet what's going to happen is everyone who's employed there is going to quit. And then what do you do, right? Do you force them to now 
they can't quit and they have to go toe. Where do you think this is this is gonna go, Chris? Because there's a lot going on. I don't know, but it's it's scary. It's scary with a capital S C. <laughs> An S and a C, huh? An S and a C. But yeah, like if we watch this video, I I mean it's insane what their response, the leadership's response to resolving these uh, issues is. They're holding on to this narrative that COVID is so deadly and it's just not that science shows it's not. It's crazy what Trudeau said about this, where they're going on it with the blockades and occupations is what they call it. Right. The insurrection is what they're trying to do to stop this is because it will protect jobs, public safety, our neighborhoods, and our economy. This isn't the riots. People are not storming government buildings and bombing government buildings with uh, Molotov cocktails and other things like that. There's no violence here. They're just blocking access. They're blocking roads. No one's getting out yelling at others. They're having barbecues there. They're doing whatever they want. What is it about public safety, their neighborhoods, their economy? So they didn't care about the economy getting crushed two years ago, did they? They didn't care at all. But now the economy. They didn't care if someone you knew was dying and you couldn't come into the hospital and be with them. They don't care about any of it. They don't care if you lost, lost your job and went and committed suicide. They don't care. No, they don't care. They only care about it when the money's not rolling in their pockets, when it doesn't fit their agenda. Can you even imagine if in the United States what they're doing and they like cut off like social media, they're cutting off and freezing bank accounts? You know, if like Biden got into office and then like everyone who voted for Trump had their bank account frozen uh, and, you know, they shut down like Fox News and ONN networks and like any any opposition, they're just shutting down. They're silencing. And then, you know, Trudeau is like literally he froze the money and then, the you know, GoFundMe, you know, freezes the money in the flow. Mm. This is this is the, the number one case for Bitcoin. We actually got to get Brandon Gentile back on the show. Uh, who was a guest of ours a few weeks ago uh, and and get him back out and we could talk about Bitcoin and how uh, a situation like this is prime for cryptocurrency to become mainstream and to be transferred because the government can't control it at that point. Yeah, I mean, here's the 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 video of the, uh, what is she like, the prime minister of finance or minister of finance, whatever, from Canada. Uh, talking about what they can do here. We are broadening the scope of Canada's anti-money laundering and terrorist financing rules so that they cover crowdfunding platforms and the payment service providers they use. These changes cover all forms of transactions. So they're literally saying that what these people are doing with the give, send, go and other things like that is an act of terrorism. 
They're putting it on the same level. An act of terrorism? Yeah, funding terrorists. They're funding terrorism. Because this is a insurrection? Oh I just god. don't it's maddening. It's like, oh my god, this Chris, is not happening. It is. It is so maddening that we went through a whole summer of riots and riots because a black guy that was on drugs died at the hands of a cop. And now he's a hero. A hero to who? Are you gonna raise your kids and tell them the story of George Floyd? Because that's gonna help them aspire to become the next president. No, no one's ever gonna do that. These riots went on for the whole summer, months and months and months. A chop zone up in Seattle where right. women were being raped. They didn't want to stop people, any of that. And, and people were being murdered and they, you know, shot with, you know, uh, guns and then they weren't able to get the medical treatment they needed because they blocked, uh, you know, ambulances from coming in. And they didn't want to stop any of that. That those blockades were totally fine. Those riots, that violence was totally fine. Mostly summer of love, baby. Protests. But now summer that it is an absolutely peaceful protest, now your government, our government, Canada's government wants to come and say some something about it. They want to relate them to terrorists. They're not you causing know, any violence. <sighs> They're standing up for the bullshit. It seems like the world is on fire and maybe it's just the chaos, but I was, I was actually looking into some things and I, you know, a quick jaunt back into history just a few years ago, you know, uh, in the sixties, the country was pretty polarized then as well. Uh, they had the racial riots. I know here in Detroit, you know, they had, uh, you know, a lot of rioting going on. And, uh, you know, they shot the president of the United States. They shot both Kennedys, actually. Uh, I mean, think about that. The president of the United States was assassinated. And people are fighting in the streets. And, and then they had Vietnam. And they're drafting. You were drafted. So they're taking mm. kids right out of high school and going, you're going to go fight in this war. You're, I don't care. You're being rounded up and uh, shipped overseas where 50,000 people got killed in that war. I mean, just let that resonate for just a second and like how crazy of a time that had to be. And so it's going to be okay. It gets better. And we're at that point again. We're at a breaking point. I'm I'm not I'm hoping that we don't see things like people murdering people in the streets. And hopefully we don't end up in a in a third world war. It appears that cooler heads are gonna prevail um with some of the Ukraine and the Taiwan stuff. Uh but uh dude, you know, it'll be okay. Things are gonna be okay. That's <laughs> it'll my be opinion. okay. It's always going to be okay, right? Yeah. You know it's why? Because there's be okay. God. As long as we still have God and God still, you know, you know, that we have one of the most godless generations being brought up. Uh, you know, that, that seems to be one of the biggest problems that I can see. And it's, and it's pretty cool to see companies like give, send, send, go come out with the, GoFundMe thing and with all that 
and they labeled themselves the number one free Christian crowdfunding site. That's probably because there are no other Christian crowdfunding sites. So it's yeah, kind of hard. One of, it's kind of number easy. one of three. <laughs> it's kind of easy to be the number one. Uh, but the the hypocrisy we see with these things. There was a tweet from this guy. Uh, I'm not going to say this bum's bum's name, but two weeks ago, less than two weeks ago, the, the, this is just the mindset behind some of these people. They act like they can say whatever they want, whenever they want. And it's so obvious that they have no moral compass. They have zero values. They don't have any standards unless it's a double standard. And this, and this guy says, we don't dox you effing rejects do it to yourselves mostly because you're not smart talking about they wanted to give out names right or for the the gofundme which doxing is sharing that information and now fast forward 11 days later uh his comment is so here's the give send go donor list like it was 11 days ago did you go to sleep wake up and forget what you said 11 days ago yeah listen it wasn't a year ago it wasn't a year ago. I think I just aged myself right there by dropping a Rip Van Winkle. Yeah. Everybody's like, who the hell is Rip Van Winkle? Google it. Dumb. These <laughs> these leftists have zero moral compass. They don't care about anything you have to say. All they care is about what comes out of their mouth, and none of it ever makes sense. Well, you know what the problem is <laughs> for the left, honestly, is – I, I truly believe this is that most of them probably are not this insane, but they have just just enough people who are totally cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs that get on their platforms. And so it makes it easy to lump them all together and be like, yeah, you're all nuts. Look at you. You're all so stupid. <laughs> if you actually support things like this, you know, uh, and I mean, they have that on the right, too. You know, when Trump was in office, you had the alt right or the super far right people who were just you're like how why yeah, like that guy Please. milo what was his name milo yiannopoulos i don't know what is it the QAnon? yeah yeah the people who are like conspiracy theorists <laughs> yeah uh whatever yeah there's there's all those crazies everywhere uh it's like you just can't run away from them Sometimes They're I was talking to a guy the other day and he's like, Oh, I don't want, I, I don't want anything, anything uh, uh, on paper. And I was like, but how do you like buy things? <laughs> how do you get receipts? Like, what do you mean? Nothing can be on paper. How does anyone, how do you, how are you a consumer in this world? If nothing's on paper no, in your world. We, you don't have to take any paper, but we do use paper. So yeah, you're going to sign this and then yeah. we are going to hold on to it. Some of those far right people, uh, that was my assumption. They cracked me up because if you think that the government gives a shit about you that much, unless you're someone who is, you know, making a public, uh, what's the word? Like a pub, a public up upheaval coming after you or unless you have a ton of money that they they want and you're doing things with it that they don't like other than that the government doesn't care about you and they already know about you <laughs> yeah i i used to love you know coaching people in the 
in the days of Amway when they would come to me with their finances and they'd be like, I'm so worried about doing my taxes and like all these other things. And I was like, yeah, did you make like $300 million or something? And they're like, no, I, I'm, I only made like $17,000. I'm like, uh, the government doesn't care about you. They're not coming after you. It's, it's going to cost them more money to come after you than it is for what they would recover. But light bulb, okay. <laughs> yeah, good luck with that one. You know, and then uh, to move on here, we hear things like, uh, did you see a story about Adele? She says she loves being a woman at the award show. Whatever award show this this was, I think it was over in uh, England. In the award show, you can't win the best actress award. You just win the best actor or actress award. Like it's all lumped together. There's no awards for best actress and best actor. There's just one award. So she won an award and said that she loves being a woman. And they're hazing her for it, saying how terrible that she won this gender-neutral award and says that she loves being a woman. My thing is, that does not empower women. That is what you're trying to accomplish here. And when you do things like that, saying that her being proud and loves that she's being, or that she is a woman, if you're coming out against that, that is literally squashing feminism in the face. Yeah, the funniest part about all that stuff is the gender Nazis are literally the war on women. And they always try to say like, oh, it's Republicans and they have a war on women and I try to tell women what to do with their bodies. And it's like, no, actually, you guys are the ones who are eliminating the importance and relevance of women. You don't even know how to define what a woman is anymore. It's crazy. And how do you bring something to light? How do you make make note of it? How do you make something a note noteworthy in in any way? You you label it. You call it what it is, right? Yep. Label it. Label it. Oh my god, I'm yawning. I'm getting so, man, we're doing we're so tired. I'm so, so tired old. right now. So I'm so old. old. I'm going to bed. I'm just <laughs> it's so tiring. I'm so tired. Got our young producer over there. He's still ready to get up and at him. I'll probably be up all night. <laughs> so it's just it's just crazy to me that they come with these things and it you're spot hey, on. We gotta do it. We gotta do a commercial break, or you gotta take it from here. I'll be right back. All right, so let's get into the rant. You're getting the rant here. I guess I'll cue myself up for this for this one. Um, so let's get into the rant here. Uh, this one's not gonna be. As fiery as they usually are, even though that intro is nice and fiery. But it's just something that I was reading this the other day and something I just wanted to talk about. Uh, There's all this stuff that I just hate when people are uninformed and don't do the proper research to actually understand. If I... I, you know, in my life, if I ever have a, a competing view or I don't agree with something, the first thing I do, or if I do agree with some, something and I believe in it so wholeheartedly, what I try to do is I'll research and try to pr- prove myself wrong. 
I'll try to read articles. I'll uh, try to talk, talk to other people to see why what I believe is wrong. And if you can't prove me wrong, well, then cool. It validates my point of view. But there's a lot of people who don't do that. You hear a story, you hear a rumor, and then you spread it like wildfire, even though it's completely false. Russia, Russia, Russia. So <laughs> from Wall Builders Live here, what's that? It's uh, the fake Russian dossier. Right. You are extremely loud now, by the way. I don't know what happened there. Oh, um, I don't. Sorry. So from Wall Builders Live here, uh, I was reading this uh, article they wrote or a, a thing they wrote. It was an interview and the uh, the transcription is what this is. And it was about the Democratic Republican Party flip. And the crazy part about this is it never happened. There were a number of politicians who uh, who tried to say that they were going over. They were called the Dixiecrats uh, and tried to you know, say that they were part of the Re Republican Party. But a majority of them retained their Democrat status and stayed like that way for their entire, entire career. Uh, now, there was a few who did switch and jump across party lines. Uh, but, you know, e even one of the most notable ones, who's Strom Thurmond, uh, he he was a, pres a presidential candidate for the Dixiecrat Party. Uh, and he initially returned to the Democratic Party. Uh, and then he became a Republican. And it all had, had to do with civil rights and everything that came along there. Uh, because Strom Thurmond was the first Southern senator to hire a black person in his senatorial office. And it was something that no Southern Democrat in the U.S. Senate had ever done. So the people who did cross over and become Republicans, I mean, the guy hired the first black person ever. Why don't we hear about things like that when it comes to politics and when it comes to who you vote for because of the color of your skin? I just always think about Trump and what he said when he would he would talk and rally to the black crowd. He'd say, what's the alternative? Like, you have nothing left to lose because you've been voting Democratic for years and your life still sucks. So what's it matter if you vote for a Republican? What do you have to lose? Your life isn't going to magically be better when you've been doing the same thing you've been doing for years. So there's this whole... Democrat and Republican Party flip, and it just never happened. It never happened. If you do some research, go to wall, wallbuilderslive.com here. You can read read this or listen to it, whatever you want to do. It's about 30 minutes. Uh, and you just you see that it's just not true because Democrats have always had the similar party val values, which is an increase in government. Republicans and people who are more conservative have always had the same views and values, which is less government. Those things haven't changed. That's literally why Abraham Lincoln was a Republican and wanted to free the slaves, because he said the government shouldn't have any control over that. People should be allowed to be free, not controlled by anybody else. That's a Republican value. The Democrats want to enslave you. They want to put you down. 
They want that middle class to grow shorter and smaller, and they want the elite class that they are to continue to push themselves away. That way, they can continue to run your life. And that's all there is to it. That's all there is to it. Jesus, I kind of burped there as I said that. But that's all there is to it. That's a heck of a rant, my man. You're so kind. I like it. That's all there is to it. Wall Builders Live. Wall Builders Live. What's that guy's name? David Barton, I think, right? Uh, something like that. Yeah, David Barton, Rick Green. All those guys, they know a ton of that American history. Yeah, and they tie in the American history. That's that's real American history, not your 1619. <laughs> real. Real American history. America. Well, let's get into it here. Got a little uh, wholesome, wholesome story. Stafford won the Super Bowl. <laughs> that oh, is a wholesome okay. story. OBJ, thanks God for winning the Super Bowl. <laughs> Even though he was uh, only played less than half a game. Yeah, but he got a touchdown. Yeah, that's true. Good for him. It's like a Cooper starting Cup, pitcher. MVP. It's like a starting pitcher. He, uh, you know, he, you know, they were in town, and Clayton Kershaw was probably there, so he gets it. You know, he did, he did his first, uh, you know, half the game, and then they they turn it over to someone else. Clayton Kershaw was at the game. I saw him pan over. I was I was waiting for them to show us a history footage of Matt Stafford and Clayton Kershaw going to school yeah. together. Yeah, he wasn't wearing a mask. Okay, anyway. <laughs> so what's up with this wholesome story? Not bad here, huh? Woman delivers flowers to every widow on Valentine's Day. See that? A North Carolina woman celebrating love by delivering hundreds of flower arrangements. That's awesome. In good old Charlotte. I mean, she's she's delivering it to widows, right? Mm-hmm. Way, way to, like, highlight the fact that they're single. <laughs> like, make it obvious. Like, yeah, you're a widow. Yeah, but she's just letting know that somebody loves you, right? You were a widow. You're not going to spend Valentine's Day with that widow anymore, obviously, because of you being a widow. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, it's so cool just to see people out there who spend their own their own money and do outreaches like that. And uh, good for her. Good for her. You know, would you ever do something like that? Probably not because I'm a cold-hearted person. Cold-hearted. I mean, yeah. I'm not the most compassionate person on the planet, apparently. So, <laughs> but it's okay. We all have our strengths and weaknesses, right? Something like that. So, well, let's. Let, all right, let's get into it here. You know, Chris's corner. Chris's corner. Here we go. This one should be pretty fiery. Pretty fiery. I love that Chris's cool. corner thing. You got the American flag corner. there. So my yeah. first question to you is, why do you think the left defines people by race versus their accomplishments? <sighs> so they have something to split us up with? <laughs> I mean, uh, dude, in my opinion, racism in America is on a ventilator. And it's being kept alive by the people who need to continue to uh, stoke flames of division and uh, rile people up when the vast majority uh, of us, you know, d 
we're not racist. We don't even care. We, you know, it's like I heard uh, Bill Maher was talking about something pretty funny the other day. He was like, you know, well, some organization was allocating money uh, towards helping um, black people in music. And he's like, that's just what we need. We need to really help those poor suffering, you know, uh, unrepresented people who are minorities and, and blacks break into the music business because that just isn't happening right now. And, you know, we've never heard anything good from that. And he just rips them a new one. He's like, what the hell is this? Like you're, you're like virtue signaling for no apparent reason. It's not even go, you know, it's crazy. So. Yeah. They'll virtue signal to whatever, whatever lights lights their flame at night right uh yeah. so the second one we got here is what do you think is going to come of the durham investigation i mean they came out and yeah, he's got a bombshell report showing that crooked hillary uh was spying on trump before and when he was the president or that the government was in the cia and i'll happened. tell you what You know, here's the, here's the problem I have with it is I'm I'm always struggling to see if there's an agenda, you know, like and, and because we're used to that, you know, the left typically has an agenda and a, a narrative that they are pressing and going with, and this appears to be a pretty neutral uh, investigation where Durham is just doing a true professional investigation, and if it's true. And can be proven that Clinton was behind this. This is really bad for not only her and, uh, you know, their image, but more so as a country, we can't let that happen. You can't be spying on, uh, you know, presidential candidates. And then that that's bad enough. That's that truly is bad. Uh, what's worse is you're spying on a sitting president. Okay. I don't think anyone should be doing that. I think that's a national security breach, quite frankly. I'm not in favor of spying on Biden. I think he's incompetent, uh, but it is what it is. You can't be doing what they did to Trump to any president of the United States. You can't do it to Obama. You can't do it to anyone. And that is, that's where I feel you're 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 right up against treason at that point. Uh, and if it's proven to be true, then there's some people who need to be held accountable. And by being held accountable, I mean like you're going to jail. I think uh, you're gonna say hung I, accountable. <laughs> like what happens to all the Hillary Clinton survivors? Well, I mean, because Epstein didn't hang, kill himself, you know. <laughs> so. Yeah, we do have the Patriot Act. You know, I'm just going to leave it at that. If you're curious, you should look into what that is and how uh, the government spies on everyone. Uh, so, the third question to you. Your boy Stafford, does this cement his legacy into the Hall of Fame? Well, I don't know about Hall of Fame, but I mean, I do know he's got the same Super Bowl wins as Aaron Rodgers and Patrick Mahomes. So, um, I mean, those are widely considered to be some of the best quarterbacks in the league right now. And that's because Tom Brady retired. 
So when you talk about active current quarterbacks in the league, I mean, hard not to say that uh, Stafford is elite, uh, one of the best of the best. I think that was highlighted. I think what more importantly was highlighted uh, above everything else was the fact that the Fords and the Lions organization are just a train wreck. Yeah, because you can't say, oh, we couldn't win with that guy. You're correct. We couldn't win with that guy. And it wasn't because of him. It's because of you. Mm. Your leadership, your failure, your repeated failure, your 12 years of disgusting failure have now permeated and just just nauseated the rest of the entire NFL and the country. Tell us how you really feel. Highlighted the fact that every Thanksgiving, the whole country is subjected to your bullshit and just how bad it stinks that you don't even know how to run an organization. You got that, Sheila? You listen to me? It's proven now. It's proven. I mean, Sheila's only had a few years at the helm so far. So we'll see about that. Um, so let me ask you this. this is the last question here. Uh, you know, what's so significant about Eminem taking a knee? Does anyone even know why he took a knee? So there was a report or, you know, I've seen two conflicting uh, things. You know, one was that uh, he wanted to have Colin Kaepernick come out and be on stage with him and they wanted to take a knee together. And of course uh, the NFL uh, intervened and said, no, that's not going to happen. So don't even plan on that. Taking uh, that right off the table and rightfully so like that ship has sailed. We're, done with that nonsense. You're certainly not going to do it during the Super Bowl. Uh, so then there was the viewpoint of like Eminem was taking a knee in honor of Dr. Dre, you know, and, um, you know, Tupac and all the the greats that he was just, you know, kneeling down and, and showing homage and respect uh, for those great artists. So you like to think it's the the latter, but I think it's more of the former. He wanted to just create controversy because without controversy, it's so empty without him. Yeah. <laughs> I think the best the, the best part of that is I didn't even know that he took a knee until I saw an article about it after. I was like, yeah. what? I don't care. Like I I was barely watching the halftime show. Yeah, it was sweet, but whatever. I don't really care. Sweet? I want to watch the football game. It was good, but I mean, I wouldn't like all these people are like best show ever. I was like, okay, take some I mean, back, just, back to their child just, childhood or their teenage years, right? That's why. Sure. Everyone, I mean, and it was like yours was me, like great. Yeah, I was in high school when all those guys were popular. Yeah, you know, and Snoop Dogg and Dre, and you know, you used to jam out to that stuff, and yeah, it was cool seeing all those guys. But it's like you got when they're like, that was the best halftime super super bowl special ever you know and it's like you're aware that michael jackson did that right and put on a pretty pretty damn good show as one of the best entertainers of like all time yeah i couldn't care less about the halftime show ever yeah the whole the whole point of the super bowl is to watch the game i just remember what i don't even remember which was last year or oh last year was uh the weekend right Oh, that's right. It was. 
was a weekend. And then the year before that, it was, and that was Jennifer cool, Lopez. J- it was J-Lo and then um, the other, the goat girl. Or whatever she did into the camera, right? Uh, oh, Shakira? Is that who Shakira. it was? Shakira, yeah. yeah. You remember that? When she did that like weird yeah. tribal call? It was like... And I remember dying laughing because there's that clip of the goat that does that too. That's like, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. That's right. They had there. Oh, that was so awesome. Oh. Uh. oh, hey, I gotta grab this call. Sorry, guys. I'll be. Right. I'll wrap Carry it up here. Shirt. So as we're moving forward here. Uh, there's some things that I like to point out some of these things that I just find, uh, you know, just striking in the different responses of our administrations that have come through the years. I mean, there was a lot of Russia stuff going on when Trump was president. There's a lot of stuff going on, period. Uh, I'm trying to recount some of the more notable things. But every act, you know, I think there was a drone that was shot, shot down by the Iranians. There was a ship that was shot at by, I believe, the Iranians, too. And the the administration, the Trump administration, their stance on these things were, if you continue to do what you're going to do, we will just attack you and destroy you and level your whole country. Like, that's all there is to it. We're not coming at you. We're not attack attacking you. Don't attack us, or there will be persecution. And what Biden administration did, similar to the Obama administration, as Russia moves on this Ukrainian border, they're starting to put more and more troops, and they're in the north in Belarus and in the south in, well, I guess the south, what, west in uh, Moldova. Russians are continuing to put more and more troops. And the Biden administration, what do they do? They evacuate everyone from Kiev, the capital of the Ukraine. And they're, I mean, they're just, this is all like a huge public thing. And you have the the Ukraine, the U- Ukrainian president who's getting pissed off. He's saying, would you stop invoking panic and provoking panic here for something that hasn't even occurred yet? Russia's not attacking. They haven't attacked. There's nothing that says they will attack. But I get it. When it's the Biden administration and you have such a huge flop in Afghanistan because you don't know how to handle your own home, so to speak, and the Taliban runs all over you because you tell them exactly when you're going to do everything. And then you have the same thing here in Ukraine. You know they didn't want to have the same flop again. And have the Russians coming in. And the comment from the administration was, if you don't evacuate now, we are not coming to get you. Since when was that ever America? This is the exact opposite of the Trump administration. And, you know, it's we're just comparing the two. It's not because we think, you know, Trump's this great upstanding guy. I mean, from a lot of what he said, He's got some skeletons in his closet too, but he held true to certain values that he wasn't going to leave people behind. And you have the Biden administration is doing the exact opposite. They are provoking panic and fear wherever they go. 
And now you have something that just randomly came out. And uh, allegedly, they're in some peace talks with Putin that he's not going to press on. But I just, I wish I could spend a day with Vladimir Putin and see what he's doing over there. You know, he's just pulling on puppet strings. And it's just like, ah, when I do this, they're they're going to do that. And he's just having fun because he he controls the narrative now. I mean, it's just, it's to me, it's just, here's the thing. What, why is it that we're like, we're completely okay with leaving, you know, our countrymen behind? Why, why is this something that's okay? When back when we were in, um, oh God, I'm already blanking on the uh, event that he completely failed at. I'm so bad at this, but Afghanistan, Afghanistan, why is it that it's like, Hey, we're trying to get people out. We're trying to get people out. We're still trying to get people out. But then it's like, now it's like, Hey, by the way, we know this is happening. Not only that in the last, in the Afghanistan incident, we went into something that was already a mess to begin with. But now we, if we're predicting a mess to happen, we're just kind of like saying, Hey, get out while you can. If you don't sucks to be you. Like what, what, how is that in any way? Like why this, that's, you're supposed to be there for your countrymen are you not yeah imagine you're you're in a burning house and someone on the outside is yelling at you saying hey the house is gonna fall on you the house is gonna fall on you the house is gonna fall on you and if you don't leave now you're gonna die but you just stand there and yell at them and they can't hear you because there's fire all around around them they may not even be able to see you because there's smoke in their face but you're yelling at them and you're like, Hey, I tried to help. I tried to tell them they had that, 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 you know, they had to get out. Why don't you just go in there and grab them? If you're so worried about them, but you must not be that worried about them or you don't really care if you're not going to be the one well, who's helping them out. Right. And to add to that analogy, it would be like the person who's like yelling to like get out has the equipment to put out the entire yeah. fire. Exactly. Which, which was the right. Trump administration. We're not going to do that, though. We're going to let you do what you got to do. You know, hey, get it. you should move. You should get out. Hopefully it works out. And that's what was so great in that aspect about the Trump administration is they're like, we have the equipment and we will use it. If you want to come at us, we will come at you. Like, you stop a threat of force by using force. You take down someone who's shooting at you with a gun by shooting at them with a gun, not by running and hiding and hoping they don't come after you, right? Uh, no, that's not true, Chad. You actually need to call the, um, you know, the counselor and make sure that you have a trained professional uh, counselor that's on staff and all the social to, workers, right, right, social worker, yeah, to make sure that the situation doesn't continue to escalate. Yeah. <laughs> uh man so let's so let's get into some uh let's get into uh, the life topic here as i as i noted it uh i got a question for you even though we're outside of chris's corners here you know it, in the it, in the public eye why do you think so many people are forced to apologize for things they say in defense or contrast to the left's views or the social views that they're trying to push, like Joe Rogan. Why are they forced to apologize? They're not forced. They choose to because they're um, 
trying to de-escalate a situation. That's there, you know, when people like Joe Rogan do the video that he did where he's, you know, saying like, Hey, this is how I feel. I, I you know, I was terribly sorry that I've done that. I've learned from, you know, some of the things because when, when they were talking about the misinformation and that wasn't working, then they had to go dig up his old stuff and find out, you know, now they're race baiting and trying to hold people accountable for things that they've said, you know, 10, 15, 20 years ago. Um, it's not that he was forced. He's literally just trying to de-escalate the situation uh, and appease some of these people. The problem with that is there's no appeasement. In fact, the minute you do it, it's like pouring gasoline. So when, you, when you're intending for things to kind of simmer down and smooth over, you're actually adding fuel to the fire and making it harder to move on because then they just, it's like a frenzy. Uh, they, these people get off on the fact that they can make someone bend the knee, so to speak. And they don't realize that they're not bending the knee. It's like Dave Chappelle. We tried to cancel him. So how'd awesome. that go? That didn't go well. The left trying to do Joe. It just doesn't work. The left is an angry mob of children who are running at you because it's snack snack time. Even though yeah. they didn't eat any of their breakfast, they, and they already had one snack. But now they want another snack because they're hungry. And all they want to do is eat donuts and candy all all day. That's what they are. Look they're at a group Look of at her. Yeah. She's like a little girl throwing a temper tantrum in Toys R Us. Right. It's just they're a group of angry <laughs> children. And like you said, Chris, is when you give in to them, all they do is they continue to do the same thing to you. And then when you don't give them their way, they scream and yell and kick. They do everything until you give them what they want. The only way to discipline your child to get through that is to not appease them. Is to teach them that there is a right and a wrong. And there's a time and a place. And if you don't learn those things, at some point in life, somebody's going to squash you. Your feelings Dude, are going what, to get hurt. What's, what's the statute of limitations on saying, uh, you know, language of the day? Because, like, you could watch a movie from the 70s and be like, oh, my God, that would never fly today. I mean, like, the movie Airplane, if that came out today, I mean, come on, dude. The people would go nuts about that. So they don't make movies like that today because it's not appropriate in today's culture. But back then it was. So can you dig all that up and be like, but they're still around. You know, this person still exists. It's like the Kevin Hart thing with the Oscars. You know, he made a homophobic, you know, joke. It's like, who cares? You're gay. Who cares? Stop being so butthurt. I mean, I understand how you are butthurt, but, you know. Oh, geez. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. <laughs> What's the statute oh, of limitations? You know, when, when, when does it cross over era? You know, of like, well, that was a different time. That was a different era. When I made that joke or I made, I did that stand-up routine, that was a different time. When is that movie no longer, like, susceptible to, you know, the, the – like, I turned on Disney Plus the other day, I, and I was just, you know, thumbing through things, just looking for something to put on in the background. I was like, ah, you know what? I'll watch Aladdin. Aladdin, I love the movie Aladdin. I love Jasmine. I can you show know? you the world. She's, she's my girl, right? And – um at the beginning of the movie, there was a little thing that came up and said, uh, the following motion picture has, you know, 
uh, disparaging whatever it was. It was basically said that we're terrible people for making this movie, but we're going to keep we're going to keep showing it. Just be aware that there's things that are difficult here. And I don't know. That's wild. The cops, are the cops coming to get us now? Or like what's going on? Yeah, I'm trying to. I think that's some of the background noise that only we can hear. Oh, okay. Something like that. But it right. Where's the statue of limitations at? Because you're white, you can't say the N word ever. But because you're black, it's okay. Either the N word's good or bad. Either you want everyone to say it or you want no one to say it. Where's the statue of limitations on that? Well, maybe that's why Eminem was taking a knee because he's definitely said the N word. Yeah. He's kneeling down then in front again. of Dr. Dre, who's also said the N word. The and Snoop Dogg, who was high as. <laughs> he was know. smoking a jibber yeah. before the game. Yeah. Did you see that video I mean, that I came mean, out? Before the show. <laughs> he yeah. was sitting there. He had, he had <laughs> in his hand, he had his joint in one hand and a Twinkie in the other. <laughs> Boys, hi, man. Oh, I can't. Hi. Think about, that was great. Think about being, being Snoop, though, you got all this money, you have all these endorsements, and you just chill out all day. You play Madden online or whatever you want, and you don't go after anything. Then it might be two in the afternoon. You get a phone call, hey, Snoop, we want to do that. The uh, halftime show, it's like, all right, man, yeah, you double G. What a life! What a life. <laughs> What a life. I mean, so at the end of the day, that's that's the real issue is you just can't apologize. Uh, the intent behind the apology is to smooth things over. Unfortunately, what people are finding out is it has the opposite effect of what is intended. And you'll see less and less of the uh, apologies coming as people continue to go on that train until you just crush out the, the life of the, the mob. So the mob. Well, that's awesome. Commander Dayton, I appreciate you. Another great show in the bag. Financial yeah, Jesus Walsh. over there. Financial Jesus is with us. Cutting blessed us up day. right. Yeah, blessed, blessed day, day, Commander. Under his eye. Blessed going be the grace, my, Going grace. Going grace.